Welcome to Finding True Worth, a podcast dedicated to people who have graduated from self-improvement books and promises of quick fixes and are ready to take action. I'm Amani Esamed, spiritual advisor and personal growth mentor. In each episode, we bring you a guest sharing insights, wisdom, and strategies designed to help you cultivate self-authority and create a life based on true worth. Today, my good friend and client, Kim, joins me to speak on the topic of living powerfully with fear. Thank you so much for being here. Kim and I have been having these conversations in contexts of private mentorship, and we thought many of the things that we've been discussing could be beneficial for others to hear. Welcome and thank you for being here with us today, Kim. Thank you for having me. So, Kim, just to open things up, can you tell us a little bit of who is Kim and about your personal background and upbringing? So, yes, I am Kim Benford, and I am the product of a single parent raised up like my mom raised me and my siblings. I grew up in Washington, D.C. I'm a real Washingtonian, been here all my life, and My background consists of, you know, raising a child. I have a son that I raised. I was married. And later in life, I decided to venture into a whole new territory and become a comedian and conference leader in addition to working a full-time job. So I tapped into my entrepreneurship skills, something I learned from my mom. So that's sort of like who I am. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us, Kim. You're so diverse in the things that you do, especially in our conversations that we've had in the past. So can you talk a little bit about the different sides of Kim and your interests? Yeah. So during the day, I am Kim Benford. I work for a nonprofit organization. And in the the other side of me, which takes place at night, I do stand-up comedy. And it's so very different from what I do during the day. And I really love that part of my life. It allows me to just be bold. It allows me to be adventurous. It allows me to tap into areas of my life that I can't necessarily do at my job. And I really love it so much so that I've sort of took that venture and I created other ventures because of it. So during my comedy um, experience, I took on this position in a community to um, create platforms for women, women who are in comedy. And then I allowed that to branch into empowerment for all women. And so then that is how I came up with Girl Get Your Life. So I took the comedy and I allowed that to create another avenue for me to just spread my wings and and see just how far I could go. And that's what I'm doing. Nice. So Kim, the person that works for non-for-profit by day, comedian by night that went into venturing into, I heard you say Girl, Get Your Life. So can you tell us a little bit about what is Girl, Get Your Life so our listeners can know a little bit about that cause? So Girl, Get Your Life is a platform where we create a safe space for women to 
um, become empowered in every area of their lives. So it, we, we have special guest speakers to come in and we tap into the mind, the body, the soul, the finances, every area that a woman needs to be empowered. We create a space for that to take place. So it's an empowerment conference and it takes place in the spring usually and it's for an entire weekend. I can imagine, wow, that could be really a life changing or life altering event for women. What led you to find um, this non-for-profit Girl Get Your Life? Well, when I got into comedy, I noticed that there weren't very many spaces for women. So it it being a male-dominated industry, I decided to create a platform for women in comedy. And after doing that for about five or six years, I felt like just creating a space for women in comedy wasn't sufficient. So I wanted to broaden that platform and create a space for all women. And so Girl Get Your Life was born out of that vision. And I had no idea how I was going to do it. I just knew it had to happen. And I started talking to people and every person that I reached out to, to bring this thing to life, they were all a yes, of course. Nobody said no. And so I just knew it it just had to happen. And it did. And now it's been over six years. And it's still outside of this pandemic. It was still thriving. And I anticipate it will continue. That's wonderful. And congratulations for being six years out. And I'm sure you're going to have many more years of success because what it's founded, the premise, it's so needed in today's day and age where we have so much coming at us and not necessarily inviting us to grow. So this feels like Girl Get Your Life Conference is a place where women can receive nurturing and can receive the needful information and even perhaps wisdom and advice to help them grow as women. Now, starting going into the path of entrepreneurship and doing, you know, comedy at night, I would have to imagine that there was some fear that you were challenged and not just specifically that there, just general in life. We hear about fear, you know, having some form or place in our life. So I wanted to get your take. Why has fear, assuming that it has, and based on our conversation, been such an inhibiting factor in your life? Well, The way fear shows up for me is very strange. The things that should cause fear in my life are the things that people feel like, really, that's stopping you? But you created this. Like You can go up on a stage in front of people that you don't know, but you can't tackle this particular thing. For instance, it could be something as simple as, okay, I need to do my taxes, All right. And I'll just, okay, well, I'll do it next year. Or I will procrastinate on it so much until now it has become a monster and I don't want to address it. The fear of what I've created in my mind will not allow me to address that. Something that seems very tolerable that I should be able to do it. Hey, I can go up on a stage in front of hundreds of people 
and find no issue with that. But dealing with something very personal or something that I've created in my mind that's not real, well, I'll be sort of paralyzed. Mm. And I contributed to fear. And sometimes it would take conversation like some of the ones that you and I've had to just shake me or awake me up from this thought that I've created to say, okay, it's really not that big. Come on, let's just deal with it. You know, just take one step, just one action and, and just deal with it. I don't understand that side of my brain that will allow something that seems insignificant to stop me or create fear where other things that are terrifying to others is really nothing for me. I'll put on a whole cape and jump at it. So I just find that to be interesting about my personality. That's interesting how you share how fear showed up for you and how you experience it in relations to the example of, okay, I need to get my taxes done and I'm a hold off and I'm going to do it next year. And then that kind of that snowball effect. So would you say that in your experience that that fear didn't necessarily say, oh, hey, I'm fear and I'm scared to do it, where you said it was just something you procrastinated on and you put to the side to say, okay, I'm going to come back to it. And then perhaps once you came back to it, all of a sudden there was this fear around that. Exactly. It's interesting because some of the feedback I get from people in my life And I just use that as an example. But there are other things. It's baffling to people who know me personally, who will say, like, sometimes I will be afraid to make a simple phone call to someone or to an organization or something that seems very insignificant as someone looking at me like, okay, well, just do it. But inside, I'm terrified. I call it anxiety. Now I kind of found a definition for it. I can't tell you where that's coming from, but it will stop me. And it, for me, it feels like fear. Why am I afraid to do this? Just do it. But I have to have a whole conversation with myself once I realize that's what's going on to get through it. And so people who know me well, just kind of look at me like, are you serious? But for me, it's real. It's like, I know. I don't know why I can't do it or why I'm not doing it. And now I've created a real situation because I won't move. So, yeah, procrastination, anxiety or whatever label you want to put on it. For me, it just feels like fear. Hmm. Interesting. And I know you mentioned the comedy is something that perhaps people around you would say, oh, my God, you can do comedy, but you you can't do this simple task. It becomes inherently a fear type thing which prevents you from doing that. Would you say that this creative outlet of comedy has helped you with fear at all? Possibly. I mean, that could be one way to look at it, but I'm just using comedy as one example. But there are other things that I do that people feel is, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you did that. Like even starting a a whole women's conference, who does that? Like with no, absolutely no experience. So I'll take risk that others will really think about it. I'm just going to jump out there. But something that should, well, it appears that it shouldn't hold me back. Something, some of those smaller things will hold me back. It's almost like an elephant being afraid of a mouse. Mm, interesting. So it almost seems like some of the your ventures and 
endeavors are not necessarily fear in your eyes where someone else or the majority, it could be considered fear. Exactly. Or fearful. Right. And because I do things like that, the things that I do consider those things that do show up as fear in my life, the feedback I get is, are you serious? Girl, go ahead and just do that. I'm like, okay, well, if I could have, I just would have done it. Like, it's almost like it's being minimized because it doesn't look like fear or something that should be fear for me or someone else. They may look at it like, what is your deal? Just do it. How can you do all of this, but you can't do this little thing? And our conversations, yeah, I mean... I love what you're saying because fear is a real thing. So many people struggle with it. Mm -hmm. Personally, this is, you know, as I say in our talks, it's not something that just kind of vanishes and goes away. You know, there's a lot of books and materials and programs about fear be gone. But in what we discuss about fear, it's something that we actually give attention to. We give voice. We acknowledge that fear is there. So Prior to us having conversations and, you know, tools to work around fear, can you talk about some of the instances or a specific event where fear cost perhaps an opportunity for you? Okay. Which one do I use? So, well, there was an opportunity, I would say, for me to be promoted at work. Again, it was one of those things where it, it was a small task that I just had to complete that in everybody's eyes seemed very easy and manageable and attainable, but some way I created something in my head that made that thing a monster. I just use that as an analogy because that's what it became for me. And then you just attach a little procrastinate, sprinkle some procrastination on top of it. And now it's a giant monster, which is what I tend to do. So I didn't get it done, which meant I didn't get that promotion. And then, you know, then I gave myself permission to, okay, well, it's okay. Because now I know I, there was something that I could have had. Now I didn't have it. So then it's, what do you call it? Cognitive dissonance. (laughs) So now I created something that made me feel okay with that. But in the back of my mind, I know that I could have made that happen if I just didn't allow the fear, then the procrastination to keep me from making that happen. So in that experience, really what you're saying, Kim, is that fear kind of just took over the natural, the essence of truly who Kim is and her abilities. And it just kind of ran the show, thus leaving you with the results of not getting that job promotion. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. And then I, again, like I said, I created that mindset afterwards once I failed, because now I don't want to be a failure because now, now you messing with my ego. I just kind of created a story, made up an excuse. Well, you know, whatever it was at that time, it's okay. You know, maybe next time, but I know in my soul, it did not have to go down like that. I had everything I needed to make that happen, but the fear and then the procrastination, it was almost like, okay, am I afraid of success? Like, okay, girl, you almost, you're here. 
and you just let it go. You really let that happen. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable to share that story because I feel like so many listeners can relate to this where they know they have what it takes to do something or accomplish something or go after something or live in a certain way. But being, you know, inhibited by the fear of something or the cost of feeling, what if I failed to have them stagnant or just, you know, in that same place and not do anything at all. So just to change uh, our talk a little bit around living powerfully with fear, the conversations we've had about fear have definitely, and I've seen it with my own eyes, how you've kind of done a complete 180 how you approach, how you live with fear. And I would love for our listeners to hear from you. What are some of the strategies that you've learned in order to manage your fear and live powerfully with it? Well, first of all, I start to label, what is this I'm really feeling? Some of it, you know, I call it fear, but some of it has been anxiety. I didn't even really know what anxiety was. Like for real, I mean, you hear that term all the time, but I started understanding that some of this is just anxiety and just calming it in a way that allows me to not feel paralyzed because then that anxiety starts to create that fear, the the thought of fear. So anyway, and then I just like talk my way through it. Like I just basically confront it. Like, look, this is not real, but what is real is, the outcome if you don't do what you know you need to do. So I talk my way through it until I move. Like I force myself to move through it. Like fear be gone, basically. Fear be gone. And just having a little talk with yourself can be very um, therapeutic (laughs) and helpful. I know for me it is. It's like, okay, here we go again now. Okay. And I just basically talk my way through it. And I've had to do it recently with the, I'm now purchasing a home Hmm. and I almost, you know, allow myself to, you know, in the way that I would before sort of procrastinate. And this time I did not do that. I'm like, no, it's not going down. Like literally talking to myself like this. No, this is what you're going to do. And so I move myself through the fear by forcing myself to take action. So that's a pretty powerful tool. And that one, it's you acknowledge what's there. In your case, it's the feeling of an anxiety, you know, yeah. some emotion. And that you have this internal dialogue and ask the question, what's there? Like, what's up? Like, why yeah. are we here? <laughs> I'm trying to do something. You're trying to prevent me. So, so what's going on? Yeah. And then allowing yourself to do whatever. You know, I know you said fear be gone and I don't want the listeners to 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 misconstrue that in the sense that fear just all of a sudden just disappears, but it sounds like you act while fear is still there. You've given it its sounding board to hear it and that you've in this sense of acknowledging it, but at the same time you're saying, "Okay, but I must move forward. Yeah. I must act still." Yeah, it's like I feel the fear. I know the fear fear is there. I'm going to feel it and move anyway. I feel it. I know it's there, but I'm going to move anyway. I know you're there, fear. Cool. All right. You're just going to have to move with me because I'm going this way. I'm moving forward. 
And honestly, I have to actually talk that way to That's my internal dialogue. I literally, sometimes I have to get up and say it out of my mouth and hear it in my ears so that I can move through it. So it's like, okay, I know it's here, but we're going to move despite the fact that it's there. And I really hope, you know, the listeners take this wonderful approach to dealing and living with fear. I always have used the analogy as part of my toolkit for life of, you know, a stoplight. I really see fear as being something that stops us. So we're at a red light. We don't go any further, but I have lived and experienced and show others how to experience life that fear is not the stop sign. It's more of a yield sign and that it's a human reaction. It's embedded in our makeup as being a human being that we experience fear when something doesn't feel right or is uncomfortable or we're not used to. So it's not a bad thing. It really is there to protect us. It's a cautionary thing to say, hold on, slow down. We don't know if if this is going to work or not. So to protect you, don't go. Where your method and your approach is that, yes, you get that message, but you're asking, okay, where are we going from here? And that you're committed to taking some form of action. Having this powerful change, especially now with you purchasing a home, how would you say your relationship with fear has changed? Well, I think that it has changed in a way that it's not, it's now in the passenger seat and I'm in a driver's seat. Now I know what's there. I'm driving. Fear is not driving me anymore. I am driving. And so it hasn't gone away. It's just not at the wheel. I'm at the wheel. And that has been working for me. That works for me. Like I see it. I can see it over there. I see you put your seatbelt on fear. And I put mine on and we we're going to keep it moving. And I'm so much happier now Mm. because of it. I really am. So I want to push a a little bit on that because I hear it in theory form. Okay. Fear is there and I am still driving my life and you experience more happiness now. But what does that mean in an actual life experience? So you have this thought or you have this feeling of the past and it stopped you. But now it's almost like a bulldozer. You do your approach and you go through your steps and you're moving beyond that. How does that create or how does that shift life in the way that you experience it from day in and day out surrounding scenarios dealing with fear? Well, what I've noticed is when it happens, because like I said, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there. Yeah. I am making more things happen in my life, especially those things that similar situations are not paralyzing. Hmm. When I say paralyzing, I really mean that. Like I would not move. And now I'm moving and I'm making some things happen in my life. And I'm experiencing joy as a result of it. I'm being more effective. I'm being more impactful. I'm, I'm making things happen. I felt like I always made things happen, but it's real now. Like mm. it's real. And it's not just what people see. I'm talking about this is personal. 
like people always kind of see me as a mover and shaker, but not knowing that in the inside I'm trembling. What you see is what you really see now. Like it's not sugar-coated. I'm really experiencing life in a way that I have not been experiencing before. That is, I mean, (laughs) I got chill bumps just hearing that. And I just hope that our listeners can take from you that it's not unhealthy to have fear in your life. And it's not unlikely that fear would disappear in your life. It's almost like you're talking about and sharing with us how you're able to coexist with fear and having to find that solution. It now allows you to have more liberating and more intentional life experiences. Exactly. That's exactly what's happening. And I don't know if you can see the light beaming from me. Okay. We're on the podcast, so our listeners can't see you, although I can. Okay. Well, if you could see me right (laughs) now, you would see this light illuminating from me. I see it, and I feel it. It's been a while. Mm. It's been a while since I've been here in this type of space. And I can't even tell you when, exactly when fear started crippling me. I can't even remember when it started, but I know when it ended. And I am enjoying the space that I'm in right now. When did it end, Kim? Probably less than a year ago. It's been within the last 12 months. It hasn't been that long. And the things that have happened, girls, so much has happened. I am actually getting a divorce. I've been divorcing since 2012. Hmm. Finally getting a divorce. I'm getting a house. I've completed my taxes. I have done some things that I was capable of doing. Uh I wasn't able to do it. Hmm. I was capable, just not able because of fear. Wow. I created these fear stories. Fear stories. Yeah. In my mind. It was, it just was in my mind. Self-made. Self-made. It just wasn't real. So is it that now that you see the fear, not only having tools to be with it and go beyond it, but now do you acknowledge fear as being unreal or how do you view what comes up as fear for you? Fear is real, but some of the stories around the fear that I created were not real. Like I made it, it was bigger than what it really was. I mean, Mm. it wasn't as big as I created it to be. I created stories based on fear. I made it so big that it, they were paralyzing. You hear people say, I analyze until I paralyze. It was sort of like that. I would just, it was paralyzing. Like I really couldn't get myself out of the way. I couldn't get out of my own way because of some of the stories I created inside my head. They weren't even real, but it started with fear. Once again, I just feel it's so powerful in you sharing your stories and experiences surrounding fear on both sides, you know, being paralyzed with it and then moving beyond it and the things that you're fulfilling on in life now. But I just think it's so wonderful to hear you say fear was, you know, in past tense. And that really just talks to the space that you've kind of evolved and been able to move beyond this place of stagnation or not being able to do anything. So it's just really beautiful to hear 
you be in this place. Before we wrap up, Kim, let me ask you, is there any advice that you would give to someone who's dealing with fear? Um, I guess the advice I would give someone who's dealing with fear is, I would say, define it. Define what it is that you consider to be your fear. I mean, I think it might be different for everyone. For me, like I said, it was anxiety. A lot of it was anxiety. And I just didn't know that that's what it was. And once I was able to name it, then I was able to do something about it because it just didn't make sense to me. It was paralyzing. And so I think for some people, it might just be identifying what it is. Where is this coming from? Where's your fear coming from? And then maybe once you can identify it, then you can probably conquer it or address it. That would be my advice. Identifying it, knowing what it is, why it's there. Yeah. And that would lead you to a place to be able to live with it, but powerfully. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you so much, uh, Kim, for being open. Fear is always, you know, I think been a hot topic for centuries and for so many people, myself included, and for you to share your story and your success now with living powerfully with fear. My hopes is that the listeners would be able to, is going to benefit from this and that it will impact their lives greatly as it has yours. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. So your story truly connected with what you and I have worked on, which is acknowledging fear as an innate part of our human makeup, and that we learn to view it as nothing more than a yield sign versus a stop sign that can ultimately cause opportunities. So with that, (laughs) it's a wrap. And thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm always happy to be with you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Every inch of our episodes, we get closer to our truth. We are live every other Tuesday, so please join us and share this podcast with those close to you who can benefit. Each rating and review helps others to discover it too. For more episodes or to book an introductory session, go to findingtrueworth.com. The day is yours to create. I invite you to live it according to your truth.